The Remedial Herstory Project is a nonprofit working to get women's history into the primary and secondary history curriculum. To help us meet our goal, we produce media, lesson plans, and so much more. You can check it out on our website, www.remedialherstory.com. Our project is funded through grants and by patrons, potentially like you. Thank you to our patrons, Jeff, Barbara, Brooke, Christian, Kent, Jenna, Nancy, Megan, Leah, Mark, Nicole, Alicia, Katia, Michelle, Jessica, Laura, Jackie, Annabelle, Dawn, and Megan. If you would like to join these wonderful people and become a patron, you can head over to patreon.com and become a supporter of the Remedial Herstory Project. You too can help us reform education and allow women to be seen, heard, and complicated. Hey, Kelsey. Hey, Brooke. (laughs) Want to tell everyone what's happening in today's episode? Today, we are wrapping up season two, and we are celebrating 100 episodes. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Yes. (laughs) 100 episodes. Let's get into this. Moses, let's get into this. Hello, and welcome to Remedial Her Story, the other 50%, the podcast that explores what happened to the women in history class. Now, here's your host, Kelsey Brooke Eckert, and her partner in crime, Brooke Neva Sullivan. In this episode, Brooke, we are celebrating. There are no questions. Well, actually, there are questions. Are you ready? Fire away. Okay. Pepper me. It is the end of season two. It is our 100th episode. That's mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I'm done hanging out with you now. This is actually the final podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! See you later! (laughs) What the heck? Just kidding. So this season, we decided to break the whole series into themes. And so we had a bunch of themes. We started the year with empresses, monarchs, and politicians, uh, then we moved to social reform. Then we looked at women and war. We did women explorers and pioneers, women in world religions, and then we ended with queer women in history and women in business. And I mean, it kind of makes me tired just thinking about it. Right? There was a lot of things that we covered this year. Um, what was your favorite theme? Uh, I liked so many, but I really liked where we started, the you know, I'm always here for some queens and empresses and royal and regalia and regal ladies who are just badasses. I like them because a lot is known about them because they're Me too. You just get a lot. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot that I feel like I learned, though, that I didn't know, mm-hmm. um, which I always love. You know me. I'm all here for the, the learning. I just finished when we had interviewed um, – Shelly Puhak for the ep- for episode four on Fredegund and Brunhild, these yes, medieval queens. Yeah. Um, I her book hadn't come out yet, and so I just read her, finished reading her book, Ooh. and I am pretty much obsessed. I like. <laughs> I'm so surprised. It's really unlike. Yeah, you. I can't. I mean, I don't. She did a good job in the episode, not giving spoilers, and man, like there's some, there's good, stuff. some good stuff. And it, she's a good writer, man. It was amazing. Like each chapter ended with like a cliffhanger where like you someone important turn. died, and like. 
you know, it's no secret. Fredegun's crazy. She like murders many people. She's like, they've linked like credibly linked 12 different assassinations to her. What? Right? Like, and that's just assassinations, let alone the people that she's like off with their head, you know, like, so it was pretty, it was a good, very good That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. So I, I really liked learning about that from her. I liked the episode. Yeah. Um, okay. What other themes did you enjoy? I loved, well, I'm trying to remember. I I really liked our episode on um, when we got to think about um, the woman who invented MAD. Mm, I yeah. thought that was really cool and definitely yeah, a topic creative. that yeah. I felt like I understood a little bit more about and could get into, but so interesting on her life and like yeah. who she is and how she shows up in the world. And what. It's just really cool when people take – you know, we just interviewed Allie Orr a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like when you when someone takes something really bad that happened to them, like in the case of the woman who founded Mad, um, and you know her daughter dies from a drunk driver, and you know she took this like moment of pain mm-hmm. and made something really positive out of it and produced a lot of change in the world and probably, you know, saved millions of lives um yeah so it was that was such an impressive story and um who she is i also loved our episode not to bounce around too much but the women in healthcare yeah episode that was really interesting to me of like how far we have come but how far we need to go for women's healthcare yeah um just really interesting and i think i'm gonna pronounce her name wrong but eleanor cleghorn yeah dr eleanor cleghorn she was impressive she was very impressive i loved her accent oh same um talking interviewing her was such a such a treat but just like how much medicine has changed yeah and but also how bad it was for women to be misdiagnosed and to have challenges continue to be because of the the hit you know i think i think we neglect sometimes in history how you know, like in any field, you read the classics, right? Mm-hmm. And so what are the classic medical texts? Well, they were produced by all male physicians, right? right? Like, Well, and even the patients were male yeah. that they would do autopsies on or studies on. So, And yeah. they, they just consider women little men. It's like that's actually not at all the case. Yeah, yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. I liked – I really liked that episode too. The episode right before that, episode 17, um, we interviewed Dr. Dr. Dorothy Cobble, and um, she's a professor mm. at Rutgers, um, about women and in labor um, in the you know 20th century, kind of like World War II era. And the, kind of the question was, did World War II bring women into the workforce? Because I feel like that's yes. like very hammered home in most history. It's, I feel like classes. everyone has, and right now, Think about World War II. Yeah. There's a female icon. She's yeah. on a poster. Yeah. And <laughs> go. Go. Oh, Rosie the Riveter? Yeah. It's cool. Go, 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 go. Yeah. And like, that's like the one woman in history people can name and she's oh not. Even and she's real. always she still has a Halloween costume. She's not even a real person. It's like every year there's a Rosie the Riveter kid walking around the streets. You're yeah. like, Great. Great. That person never existed. But right. good, 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 good. Yeah. Well, she did, but she was many women. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. So, but anyway, the, the you know, I I I I love I have loved reading um and learning from some of the people we've interviewed on the podcast when even i have these notions that like oh yeah like world war ii definitely just brought women into the workforce and she's like yeah but class that like did it bring poor women into the workforce no they had been in it for a long time right you know did it bring you know and and 
Like, what do we mean? Like, because that also gets into like, you know, just our definitions of the workforce. So anyway, I, you know, then what are women doing? Are they not working? Right? Like, yeah, exactly. What have talk they been? to yeah. any stay-at-home mom <laughs> ever and she'll tell you she's working. <laughs> oh my gosh. We owe them so many back taxes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, all of those episodes were really fun. I just loved how many people raised their hand to participate this yeah. year in being interviewed for our podcast. I know we changed up the format a little bit. Mm-hmm. We put things into themes. We, you know, did a little bit different style, but there were some people we interviewed who, you know, I interviewed them months before their episode actually oh, yeah. aired because it didn't fit with the theme we were currently doing. And so nice of those people to be really patient as we yep. hashed out the themes. Um such a cool, such a cool thing. I before we move away from the themes, though, I really liked the theme on war. Like mm. I, I, you know, like most history teachers, I got into this subject, you know, history, poli sci, because yep. I like learning about war and politics and diplomacy, <laughs> and so it was really cool to have so many professors share with us the ways that women are present in those things that I like talking about. You know, like, I think a lot of people get into it and don't want to be, you know, queer and women's studies professors. And, you know, like, they want to teach about war. And it's like, cool, but you can still be inclusive there. Like, and here's how. Yeah, it's like, no, no, no. Absolutely. We want to talk about war and all the important moments in history that have happened, but we want to make sure that there are women in the story that were there. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't just knock them out because you want to save on time or there's someone you want to make sure you highlight that's male. Yeah. That was a really cool theme for me because um, it was still kind of traditional history, but it it just felt pretty pretty powerful to include women's stories there. Yeah, Absolutely. The Remedial Herstory Project is hosting its second annual Summer Educators Retreat to help teachers integrate more women's history and literature into their curriculum. Studies show that educators currently teach women's history between 5 and 20% of the time, with 5% being the plurality. Our retreat will feature speakers from around the world and be available online and in person and provide educators with dozens of packaged lesson plans, videos, and other tools and resources to get women into every unit of their curriculum. The best part is that in-person attendees will get to network and relax with peers who are passionate about working to incorporate the diverse history of half the population all but left out of the history classroom. The retreat will take place at New Hampshire's Common Man Inn and Spa at the heart of the White Mountains of New Hampshire, the best place to be in August. The retreat will take place between August 8th and 10th. Interested people can learn more on our website at www.remedialherstory.com slash summer-educators-retreat. I liked interviewing Tanya Roth a lot. She is a high school um history teacher. And I thought that she really spoke to our audience of, you know, other people who are working with with young people trying to figure out how to get women into these stories. Um, And I liked learning about the post-war, post-World War II period from her. That was really neat. That was episode 26. Yeah, so fun. I mean, obviously, I am obsessed with our queer history theme yeah like i know when we first started talking about this episode you were like how about all of the ones under queer history everything on queer history i just like i for me in my own education 
missed, I totally missed out on some incredible stories about men, women, non-binary individuals, trans individuals. It just really loved getting into this topic. And I feel like I could live in, in queer history for a lot longer. And I'm so excited for what's coming out and in research right now and that people are really spending some time focusing in on getting the stories out there, finding primary resources, really, you know, stretching the narrative. I think, you know, Stonewall is always one that I've known of and and the history of that event and the date and Pride Month and all these great things. But yeah, we're going to expand beyond that because I yeah. think it's over. Like, it's wonderful and it's amazing. But it's, it's kind of so like important, but the one event that you get queer history in, yeah. in your education and then it's like, and blip, on yeah. to the next. Yeah. And you never hear about I it again. I really loved Dr. Cartier's episode um, on, you know, sort of the pre-period and how gay bars really were such a powerful space mm. for queer people. That was amazing. I did want to plug, you know, we did a, a small theme on that, but there is so much really amazing scholarship. There's a great podcast out called Making Gay History, and we're going to give them a free plug here on the show because it's an amazing- It's worth it. They're amazing. Amazing podcast. And um, there's also a new book out. I love surveys of U.S. history from different perspectives. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah, I know. Sorry. But like, some, I, I don't know. History teachers do. Like, it's nice to I'll read. take a survey. Do you I'll have a survey on that? Survey course, please. So um, this is a, it's a queer history of the United States. It's in, um, available in a couple different forms on Amazon and elsewhere um, by Michael Bronsky. And um, I'm really excited. He talks a lot about how we need to centralize gay figures in mm-hmm. the past and understand Kind of very similar to our message, which is like women aren't just like the sideline. They are central to the story. Um, And, you know, and and also like the challenges of of writing and talking about queer history. And we struggled with that in that whole theme. And, you know, I was asking questions that I don't like might have been wrong questions, but like. (laughs) Like, do we know that that person's gay? And a lot of times they were like, does it, like, does it matter? Like, like, yeah. like they were definitely queer and definitely like non, you know, had these relationships with people that were different than, you know, other people's relationships, more heterosexual relationships. And, um, yeah, we should honor that. And, and we should honor that. And, and speak to it and highlight it in a way that in addition to that being part of their culture and history, they also lived in a time when that wasn't, you know, always accepted and and welcomed and celebrated the way that yeah it is or today. Or sometimes it was. I think that's the other thing that like boggles my mind. You know, when we look at um, our episode from season one about Byzantine history, like oh, if you'd yeah. ask me Byzantine history, I would have been like, yeah, so they definitely were discriminatory, right? And you know, like I'm thinking the Christian, you know, Eastern oh, yeah. Orthodox, and and no, like like they're very open and very tolerant. And I was just like, what? Like that's so so interesting. Like a lot of times our our preconceived notions of the past are just so wrong. Yeah, it's a little bit of brain breaking to take out our assumptions. And I think that that's, I love that we get to do that on this podcast and and think about those things, but also challenge ourselves every once in a while to be like, wait, what do I know about that? That's incorrect. And let me get a more holistic view of this. Or, you know, when now I hear it, when other people are like, you know, 
in this time period, it's like, actually, there's a lot of trans men in that time period that were out and and celebrated and were in relationships and like living yeah. their best life. It's like, oh, yeah. all right then. I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. I, I, I think like you, I'm very grateful that I get to have my brain broken a little bit yeah. every day when we sit down to me do too. this. Me too. I mean, I, it makes me think about too, like not to skip over but our Title IX episode, I think immediately when we think Title IX, we all go to sports. Yep. And we actually dove really deep into that that's not the case yeah. and got a great chance to talk about that and um, where Title IX law comes from and how it came about and why it's so important. But Yeah, that was episode 40. Yeah, such an important – important topic i love that you can just oh you have your laptop open yeah <laughs> like, what how do you just recall every number <laughs> that's how my brain works i work in numbers I was like okay kelsey no, we're going to the casino next for counting cards yeah. <laughs> um actually episode 41 on the same queer woman in history um look, talking about hildegard de Bingen, i want to like i might i might do a deep dive and like get a PhD and write my oh, dissertation no. on Hildegard. Deep end, just diving like, in. She's so awesome. And yeah. I like every, every time I open up a book to read about her, I am just, my mind, like my mind is blown with the way that she circumvented the patriarchy from mm. a convent and was just like, yeah, no. she double middle fingered a lot of people. She was like, "Not you, yeah. not today." <laughs> yeah, and and like her love story is just so mm. powerful, and I I just I'm obsessed. I'm I'm getting into like ancient and medieval history a lot you these would. days. I know it's you kind of would. weird, but if you'd ask me, I'm into me, the Kardashians right now. So okay, well, <laughs> they're women that. and they're in history. Okay, <laughs> that is that is accurate. momagers is a thing. I know, I like. It's true. They are going to be. But I'm happy for you in your medieval times. Thank you. Do it. Do it up. Thank you. Um, I don't know. You definitely have altered my brain enormously um, about the church. Yeah. Thinking that it was like this awful place for women. And in reverse of that, it's actually this like bomb hangout where men weren't allowed. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like different periods. It's so Like cool. they got to read. They got to re relax. They got to garden. It yeah. sounds like a wonderful retreat. They got sanctuary. <laughs> no, but it, it just seemed like a really great place for women to thrive. And it probably carried women through the centuries to read and be educated and have opportunities to learn. Yeah. I know it's so cool, and you know I'm the people that we collaborate with. I I also appreciate that they're helping us grow through this too. Um, even things like I'm always like, so how is this for women? What did they make progress in this period or not? And I feel like I'm getting pushback a little bit on that as we're as yeah, I'm probably asking the people you're talking to like duh they're like. <laughs> Well, they're like like progress for who and where. Like they always qualify it a little bit more, and I I want these like bigger blanket things. And well, you want it to fit in a box because that would make your brain feel good. Yeah, and I feel like and that's never the case. We're like actually no. Yeah, it was good for two women at that time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And those the two women and <laughs> thrived for all of an hour. Yeah, and then they went back in their box. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it wasn't this wide sweeping, a monumentous event where all these women in that community thrived. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we so just true. want that simple answer because it would be really great. So, Brooke, what do you think we missed 
um this season oh my gosh what didn't we it's talk hard about it's hard we need to that's a really hard question because i feel like i miss everything yeah <laughs> but yeah i don't know i think we i think obviously i'd love to dive deeper into so many of the themes we did and i mm-hmm. think there's opportunity to do that as we go into future seasons but um i don't know i feel like every one of them left me wanting to learn more i really loved um what was our aerospace episode mm-hmm. lady lindy yes yeah loved that episode it like lit me on fire i went down a very deep rabbit hole of learning <laughs> more about all women in aerospace dynamics and and episode 29 yeah that was fun and i went to the krista mcauliffe <laughs> museum you did not i took myself on a little field trip okay. I, I like really wanted to be an astronaut back in the day so i was like how do i live in this state and i've never gone to that museum yeah so was it awesome it was awesome it was a great day highly recommend okay Good to know. Yeah, but now I also have several other museums of women in, in, in space that I have to go visit. In season one, we had an episode where we talked about the first woman to win uh, gold at the Olympics for the 100-yard dash. Oh, yeah. That was great. And I loved that episode as an athlete. You're a student athlete. Yep. And... Like, I think we need more women in sports. And oh, yeah, like that I'm here be, for that. That'd be a fun theme to do in okay, the future. Okay, so let's call Abby Wambach. Yep. <laughs> we'll get Mia Ham. Yeah. We'll just go through. Let's just do a whole season on women's soccer. I would. I feel like our audience would really enjoy that. Yeah. I, maybe we need to morph the podcast to like, hey, we used to play soccer in college. <laughs> so now we're just going to talk about it nonstop. That's a good question to our fans. Would you listen to a podcast with Brooke and Kelsey nerding out about U.S. women's soccer? <laughs> it could be for, it could be former ballers. Former ballers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, no, but seriously, sports sports history, I think, could be a really cool. My God, we could do avenue. like so much on that i feel like i guess i feel like there's a lot more of information about women in athletics than i think we think yeah like i feel like there's a lot more published well i mean your story that you shared in our episode on title nine about or was it title nine i can't remember about your brother making the newspaper when you like scored a goal or won a game oh yeah like you were the little sister of so you know some athlete yeah not the like paper listen name is my brother's sister yeah not even my name yeah and that was in 2001 yeah yeah so sad yeah but i think often women are overshadowed in sports and yeah but you know let's look at so that's probably 20 years ago now and now we have an all-female owned soccer team yeah it's amazing like so we can move mountains in short periods of time, and I think that that's happening more and more, which I'm super excited to see. And I think that was something I, I was surprised about throughout this season and maybe last year too is how many people have come to the podcast and yeah. listened to us that are enthusiasts of women's history. Yeah. And like we've met some really cool fellow podcasters and yeah. um, nonprofits and other women doing some really cool work. We went to the TED Talk. Yep. This year, which was incredible and had a chance to meet with tons of women that are doing some really innovative work. I did not know when we went to that that we learned so much about maps yeah. and geography, yeah. but 
I feel like geography is definitely a topic we have not touched on on this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, there are world travelers, world explorers. Hikers. Pirates. Like, there are things that we can do. Yeah, we have definitely not covered pirates. I would remember that. Pirates. 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 Yeah. If anyone's putting votes in, I vote for pirates. Yeah. Women soccer players. Pirates. (laughs) (laughs) What else? Um, I feel like women in STEM is something we haven't touched on enough. There are a lot of like female scientists. I know talking to Allie, I yeah. like made me really want to do more women in science. I mean, there's the obvious ones like Marie Curie or something like that. Who's but also, that? I'm uh, just yeah, kidding. right. <laughs> but you know, there are so many other women, and like I love the story of Maleva Einstein. Oh, I know. Right, like her, her husband. Well, we did said, do an episode I, on. Um, not to cut you off, but what was the daughter that finished her father's work? Yes. That's Banzao. She was a historian. Oh, right. That yeah. was cool. Sorry, that what was were you gonna say cool. about Einstein? But Einstein's wife, um, you know, she helped she like helped him co write the theory mm-hmm. of relativity and but her name's not on the document. Yeah. And, you know, the poor woman went to multiple universities that would, you know, wouldn't give her degrees. Like she attended class, did all the work, but they wouldn't give her a degree because she was a woman. Right. Ugh. And then later the, she, they would give her a degree because she was a woman, but they had another rule now to keep women out of getting degrees, which was only one degree per household. And so because she and Einstein, Albert Einstein were enrolled together but i feel like intellectuals (laughs) marry intellectuals like why would a genius like einstein not marry an equal yeah not marry someone that would be intellectually stimulating to him and and value his work at the level that he valued his work like marie curie you already used her name her husband as well like brilliant yeah so it's like and we highlight often the male yeah and not the female so that could be a really cool topic of like yeah the power wa- couples. Yeah, power couples. Mm. Why don't we talk about both? Yeah. Like, we could do Michelle Obama. And- oh, my God. <laughs> could we please do Michelle Obama? <laughs> I mean, there are some powerhouse couples out there that would yeah. be really cool that, like, very easy to bring them both in. Like, the Roosevelt are always a really good example. Yeah, love them. Um, You know, there's just, like, some really good pairings of of couples that would be a really interesting could, Like, Martha and George Washington. Oh, she funded the war. Yeah. I mean, like we could get we could get the ladies man back. He's oh, amazing. So good. He was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be really fun. I think there's so many women scientists that came out through World War II to like mm-hmm. Rose Code, um, yeah. like like women coders, like yep. that kind of stuff would be really interesting. Um so yeah, all those things would be really fun to kind of dig into more and more. Yeah, I'm excited. So we'll have to spend some time. In our break here from our season, yep. brainstorming the path forward. If you listeners have some ideas that you want to share with us, I know. send them along. We are so we're open. You can find us at www.remedialhistory.com. You can bombard Kels at Kelsey yeah. at remedialhistory.com. Yep, at gmail.com or at gmail. Yeah. And um gosh. 100 episodes, Brooke. Are you tired? I know Tyler, our editor, is probably tired. <laughs> tired of hearing our voices. <laughs> Tyler, we love you. <laughs> yeah, we don't do this alone. That's definitely, and our Patreons. Oh my gosh. Right? Sticking so grateful. So to them. loyal. Yeah. 
Um, thank you to everybody who's been listening and following along on the journey. We're really excited. We ha- we do have some ideas um, that we're not sharing about the format for next season. You got to come back to learn. Yep. So stay tuned. We will be back. We're excited. Thanks, Kelsey. Thanks, Brooke. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Remedial Her Story, the other 50%. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to bring more voices to the conversation. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.